It's a podcast with my daddy and with Simon. It's funny. My daddy's going to Hollywood. Be careful. It's going to be some bad words. La 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 la. <laughs> Stop laughing. There's a, there's a woman in the room, Swanee. There's a wife in the room. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That means there could be big news. Hello and welcome to The Break-In, a podcast for writers, directors, actors, or any damn person who deserves a break. I'm Robin. I'm Simon Wan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. How are you? Is it, what's, what day is it today? It's the 11th of June, which means it's... Time for Tiswas! No, it doesn't. It means that it's the 40th annual birthday event for Robin Schmidt. Have you got a middle name? Uh, I do. It's Francis. Oh, yeah. It's out there now, live on the air. Swanee, it's been four months since we recorded a podcast. Uh, should we recap what the fuck this podcast was all about in the first place? You can do it. I did it in the opening, didn't I? A podcast for writers, directors, or anything like that. That's pretty much uh, it. The whole point of this podcast was for us to basically crack Hollywood. It was to see if we could break Hollywood in less than 12 months, which seems ridiculous. And the barber which we would judge this would be an offer of paid work from Hollywood. That's it, an offer of paid work. And so uh, we thought we would go in as writers and we spent a lot of time writing stuff. And But we also have some other irons in the fire. Uh, I direct stuff, You, I've made a film, you are an actor and a writer uh, of books and things. So there were all sorts of different ways that we could have cracked Hollywood. Um, but we've basically been a bit quiet over the last four months because we got to a point where we knew what we had to do, which was write shitloads, pitch shitloads. And what did we do? We wrote loads and um, got turned down from almost everything we wrote. Exactly. Uh, we wrote loads and then I stopped writing and started directing commercials literally 24 hours a day and had no time to do anything. So the whole, the whole, there wasn't anything new to say, was there? Not really. I mean, I spent a lot of time doing gymnastic rings and chasing, te- not teenagers, uh, <laughs> cheerleaders who are at university. Just a little uh, disclaimer there. Some of them are teenagers though, aren't they? No, well they are 19, 19 still teenage, um, doing a lot of Tiger Tiger karaoke, which got me nowhere. Nice. So we, we've been basically just getting on with life and it didn't seem much point Continuing on with the podcast, we, we would just be treading... I think they didn't see much more continuing on with life. Continuing on with life. Well, <laughs> that that is an option for some people. It wasn't an option for us. I've got two kids. I'd quite like to see them grow up. And and so there is a reason why we are recording a new podcast now. It's felt like a good time. It's my 40th birthday to take stock, see where we are. And also, the, the fact is, we set ourselves 12 months to accomplish this challenge and... That's not very far away now. So I guess it's time to take stock and look at where we are. How far have we got? Why don't I start? Uh, I've got nowhere. <laughs> I've got nowhere. I gave up on the writing because I literally had no time to devote to it anymore. The, the small amount of time I did have was it's just getting eaten up by directing, which is totally fine. And, uh, and it's also been taken up by a completely new thing, which I will talk about later. Uh, but why don't you tell us where you are at, Tony? Well, I started applying for jobs for wedding video guy, which I didn't get. And I applied for jobs for mentally disabled people to take them out to cinemas, which I didn't get. And a cat home, which I didn't get. Because apparently you have to have a veterinary degree, not just a love of cats, which I think is important. I think I love cats more than someone who's been to vet school. Do, I didn't... do you think it's possible to have a veterinary degree and not love cats? Yeah, of course. 
which is why I think I was better suited. So I kind of thought, oh, God, everything's going wrong. All my um, films that I put in via Creative England were kindly rejected, um, which isn't a bad thing. So I know that they had a lot of similar things on their slate. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. But it did make me um, come on and with the script. And then I thought, do you know what? Get back into a little bit of acting. So it's the only thing I was offered that I kind of knew I was going to get. So I did a play in London about gender equality, where I played seven roles on stage. You played seven roles? I did, yeah. And I did a dance with uh, ladies' like, uh, ladies' clothes on. That's the doorbell. Ooh. Somebody's here. Who could that be? Uh, it could be our previous guest, Jez Menninger, arriving in town. Uh, but y- the thing is, you've done some fucking horrible jobs, and you bounce around like any of us in the creative industries, from feast of famine, boom or bust. And I've actually managed to find myself a fairly stable position directing a lot and doing all that kind of stuff, and that's great. But, yeah, uh, so why are we recording this podcast, Sonny? Because it's your 40th birthday, and I know you wanted to at least one of us to get some kind of offer from Hollywood before the uh, the big day. And I'm in Amsterdam, which is nice. You've got your kids coming upstairs, which is going to be good. I think if you get them on the podcast, they can all sing Happy Birthday to you live. But no, it's this. It's kind of like the end of the time period. I mean, have we done it? Have we got an offer of, of anything from Hollywood? What have we done? Well, let's let's put a drum roll in here. The answer is yes, we have. <laughs> so this insane target we set ourselves: can we break into Hollywood? Breaking into Hollywood being an offer of paid work from Hollywood. Have we done it? Yes, we have, and. We can't tell you very much about it. Swanee, why don't you uh, elaborate? Well, what happened is I was doing this play in London. It was pretty tough, but I loved it. It was good. And during that period, my lovely agent, Tom Fitz of Simon & Howe Associates, he's a handsome agent, got me an audition with a lovely casting director, top five female casting director. I can't say her name. Um, because it would pretty much give the game away. It was a lovely audition, very different, very chilled. I mean, you've heard me talk about auditions and how much it feels like a cattle meat market. This was very different. Got in the room, I was asked if I wanted to freshen up, if I was asked if I wanted to sit down, if I needed a drink. We had a chat and did my few versions of the sides I got. And a few weeks later, I got a call from my agent saying that the director, who I can't mention either, but the controller of a very large Hollywood franchise, which has been going on for a long time now. But when we when we say large, you, you can imagine the franchises that are out there. Uh, we don't need to name them, but some of them have superheroes, some of them have swords or things that look like swords, and there are other ones. But if you were to name the top five movie franchises, this would be in that top five. And if that isn't big, if that isn't Hollywood, then I don't know what is. Well, it's Warner Brothers, and the contract that came through for, via my agent is a Warner Brothers associative contract. You know, it's the director's Hollywood, the casting director's Hollywood, so it's a small role, you know, it's a few lines, it's a few scenes. All my scenes are with major cast as well, so you're going to see me with some very handsome, very asexual, ladylike male faces in various guises. And yeah, I think that's a solid offer. I've been, I can't go into the details of what I've been offered, but it's a good, good little chunk of money. I have some kind of trailer uh, arrangement, which I can't tell you about, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. But what we, what we can say is that you are, you are in scenes with one of the preeminent male Hollywood stars of the last 15 years. Oh, 25 years, mate, really. But really, but his, his, his apogee, Mm. has been in the last 10 years mm. as a result of another franchise but we can't go into that either nope. but he is uh, he is a name that you will instantly recognise uh, he's a massive star 
and you will be in scenes with him. Yes, and uh, he's one of my favourite actors just because of the amount of drug taking that he, uh, <laughs> he did. Once. Don't give too much away. No. So, Swan, the first thing to say is congratulations because you, out of nowhere, you have rescued this podcast from the dustbin. I know. Do you know what? And I'll be honest, 100% honest here, I didn't think it was going to be me. <laughs> I, I thought, well, Rob's going to do it. He's going to get one of his TV shows. He's going to do one of his meetings and wow an American. And um, I had no faith in myself whatsoever. <laughs> But it just goes to show, like stuff, stuff changes, and we, we we were sat on this path. I was writing like a motherfucker last year. I, I was writing so much, and I just I, I went to China to, for a job, and I thought I'd get loads of writing done over there. And, and what actually happened was I did lots of watching instead. So I watched loads of TV shows, and and then basically I've just been directing. I had no time at all to devote to writing, and I also had something of a life recognition was that uh, I basically had one major obstacle to all the things that I wanted to do and that obstacle was money and it's the same challenge that everyone has in this business how do you support yourself while pursuing creative projects and how do you how do you plan for your future because as actors and as creatives we're sort of expected to throw ourselves willy-nilly into shit and sacrifice ourselves on the altar of creativity and yet that comes at a huge cost. And if it goes wrong and you've got nothing to fall back on, then you're kind of fucked. So my mission has been, okay, can I have my cake and eat it? Can I pursue creative endeavors and have some financial stability? So I, I set about trying to solve the issue of money, uh, how to, to get more money. It's like a get rich quick scheme. And I found one. And you got rich quick. Uh, well, I did, yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is this is something I'm very keen to share on the podcast because it is a it, it's it's if you've heard of Bitcoin, uh, you'll probably think I'm scamming you now and shilling some kind of crazy thing that is a Ponzi scheme. I'm not. Uh, the can, world. Can you insert a Mario coin grab sound effect every time you say Bitcoin? Bitcoin. Bing. Uh, so I about six weeks ago uh, had a conversation with my boss who has invested in a cryptocurrency called Ether. And he invested in it when it was about $5. As of yesterday, uh, it is now worth $350. You do the maths on that, that is some return. And this is, there's not just Ether, there's all sorts of other cryptocurrencies out there that you can invest in. It is an extraordinary awakening moment for a new financial technology system that has huge implications, for not just for, for money or for anything else but for literally every single digital touch point that we have in our in our lives uh, the decentralization and disintermediation of everything that we do is coming it's about six seven years away from mass adoption but imagine you had a chance to invest in google back in 1999 or 2004 and it, whenever it was around imagine you had the opportunity this is what that is i'll be like um, no google that sounds fucking dumb and it sounds it sounds crazy and volatile and everything else but i i have become a Bitcoin cryptocurrency evangelist because the more people who know about it, the faster we get to mass adoption and the better it is for everything. You're a crypt angel. And the philosophy, the philosophy behind it is fuck the banks and fuck the false inflation of uh, the dollar and pounds and any fiat currency which just devalues everything we have and makes saving for the future very, very difficult. With cryptocurrency, the... Currency supply is limited. There are X amount of coins in each cryptocurrency, and that means 
not inflation, but deflation. So they go up in value and they rise and rise and rise and rise and rise. And they've been kind of fluctuating around and crashing all over the place. But now we are hitting the bottom slopes of a huge climb towards mass adoption. And if you are interested in this stuff and, and have a little bit of balls about you, you can basically take a very small amount of money and turn it into quite a big amount of money in a very short space of time. And you're not doing anything illegal. It's not a Ponzi scheme. It just requires a bit of, like I said, some balls. But if you are looking to fund a short film, Kickstarter will get you nowhere near as far as a small investment. And in also, I hate Kickstarters now. I do hate, I mean, I know we've done two successful Indiegogo campaigns, but no, I just think Kickstarter, I think, oh, fuck yourself. So my, 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 my message to any indie filmmaker out there would be at the moment, think about the amount of money you would, would like, take a tenth of that and raise that, and then invest it in cryptocurrency for six months and then make your film. That is how you should fund your films from now on because you will never have an opportunity like this at any point in the future. We are, it's probably about four or five years till this thing reaches the, the absolute maximum and it will probably keep going after that. Um, but there will be a plateau around there. At the moment, we're climbing and we're climbing very, very fast. And you only have to look at the charts to see how fast we're climbing. So it's, it's an incredible opportunity as a creative person to use what's going on in this completely wild west new thing to fund your creative projects start with something small develop over the course of six months and after six months you will have an enormous amount of money to fund your project it is as simple as that so uh that's my advice to anyone out there do your research do your homework i'm not trying to sell you or trying to force you to do anything you can take it or leave it but be aware of it that's really important and i'm not going to tell you how much i've made but uh, i have been doing this for about six weeks now and there's enough to make a, a very 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 accomplished teaser or short film or pilot drama easy yes uh, if, if I set myself a goal of doubling every month and I blew past my three month doubling total in six weeks so uh, that should tell you something so do your homework find out what's going on uh, it's a huge thing and it's going to be everywhere it affects every single person on the planet uh, even people in africa who have no access to banks it helps them it helps everybody it's it's enormous i was gonna say that's quite some that's some actual good advice from us at the podcast it is some good advice well we like to be helpful we we so suffer the same struggles as anyone in this business and like it's fucking tough out there but the fact is the system can be beaten and it's now and Go and buy some Ether or some Bitcoin or something and just put it in a drawer. Or, you know, one of these other exciting, fast-moving digital currencies. I'm not going to give you trading or investment advice. Do but I have to put my whole computer in a drawer? No, you do not. No, you do not. If you're interested, I have written a PDF guide to starting to get all this stuff together. Uh, you can email me at robin at lskid.com. Uh, that's easy enough. I will send you the guide, but don't pester me for information because I won't reply. Uh, it should be all there in the guide. And... Uh, I would highly recommend having a read and seeing what you think. Um, but we are doing a short podcast today because it's my birthday and I need to go and eat cake. And But we just wanted to say, we fucking did it. Yeah, we did it. Uh, I mean, I knew we would because I was very confident in our abilities. But um, it came up a bit of a surprise it was acting because I thought that was slipping a little bit. You know, I was firing into the writing. But I think the, the whole point of this is just keep doing everything. If you've got talent, 
just keep doing it, you know, and be be real with yourself. If you if you're shit at something, just stop doing it, mate. You're never gonna get there. But um, if you've got talent and you've got the drive, just keep going. Um, because you never know what's around the corner. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna quit acting. Every time I'm gonna quit acting, I, I get I get an audition. Every time I need, I think I'm gonna stop writing because I hate everything. You know, I get a great review. So I just think you just gotta keep going. Set yourself realistic goals as well because we did give ourselves a year. And we are lucky because we've just scraped in. I mean, I've only found out a, a few weeks ago about this whole this whole uh, Hollywood movie thing. Um, so, you know, you never know what's around the corner. But give yourself realistic goals. Don't let it ruin your whole life. Don't say, and then by the time I'm 60, in 20 years, I'm going to do it because I think that's just bullshit. But a lot of people, when I started acting, said to me, you know, what's your five-year plan? And I was like, dude, don't tell me about five years. I want to be a huge star next week. And that was obviously bullshit. And this has come on my, I guess, fourth year of, of, of acting. And by the time it, it shoots and comes out, it is going to be five years. So hopefully I can use some of that heat for that. So also a five-year plan is good. But set yourself realistic goals, man, and do everything you can. I don't think we've we've stopped. We've we've written as much as we can. We've done. We've, I've gone to every class, and you've done every shoot you can do. Um, so yeah, and, just and, keep I, going. and I and I've I've actively tried to solve the main issue. Don't be a struggling artist. Be smart. Use the system to your advantage. Crowdfunding is fantastic. It's it feels like free money. Look at cryptocurrency. Use the same model, but use the crowdfunding as a seed to start a process in cryptocurrency. That is my that's my huge advice to anyone looking to fund their project. And be realistic about your timeframes. Even spend a year of investing in cryptocurrency and use that time to develop your project. You will be golden. You'll be absolutely fucking golden. Uh, and you don't need to beg or be a pleading Twitterite troll desperately trying to get pennies in your pocket, which doesn't do anyone any favors. And forget all the fucking community building, all that bullshit. Just go and make your fucking film. Nobody cares about communities in short films. Doesn't matter. Audience building, all that shit. You do your audience building at a festival. Go and make the next project. But just use the cryptocurrency ecosystem as a booster for your budget done uh, and when you got the budget give me a job <laughs> yeah well listen it's funny we're, as we always end uh i mean it feels like we're winding down the, the podcast i i hope that we will do some pickups we'll, we'll probably well, we, uh, can, we can do the breakout when it all gets too much and yeah I'm a, I'm exactly but we, we'll, you've got too much money and it's just all gone wrong well i'm <laughs> i'm planning on uh, using cryptocurrency to fund my next short film which you'll be the lead in we know what it's going to be um, i have acquired uh the permission to shoot a short film based on a short story that I love and you will be the lead in it, but I just need to get the funds together. We need about a hundred grand for that. And with cryptocurrency, that's what? A couple, couple of weeks. A couple of months work. <laughs> <laughs> we, you think we're joking. We're not. No, we're not. I've seen the numbers. We're not. Uh, so, so yeah, awesome. And we will, I guess we'll do some pickups. We'll do, uh, hopefully after you've shot, uh, we'll get some things together. And we'll just keep tickling along and, and do regular updates because this isn't a weekly podcast anymore. Let's not kid ourselves. But we have enjoyed actually seeing it through. And and actually, is this episode 20? Yeah, it is episode That's 20. It's a nice number to end on. Uh, it is a nice number to end yeah. on. It's like, it's like sometimes... This voice comes out of me, and I don't know where it comes from. I don't know, mate. The tenth is a nice number. It's like a duck and a swimming pool. A duck and a swimming pool. Yeah. But what if the duck jumps in the swimming pools and takes a big shit? Then it's just the two. Wait. Number two. Oh, clever. Anyway, <laughs> what have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty because it's brilliant. I got um, put onto it by a 
fucking mental Canadian bird that came around my house that I fell in love with and it went nowhere. But she was kind of cool. True story. Yeah, true story. It's in the book. Oh, yeah, book two. Sent to the publishers finally because I hated it, but I just said, fuck it, I sent it. So that might be coming out 218. Well, it should be coming out 218. No, Rick and Morty, I've been loving it, loving it, loving it. It's just, it's basically back to You're the loving future. it, loving it, loving it. We're, We're loving, loving it like it. it. Oh, no, um, yeah, it's about it's 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 Back to the Future and Doctor Who times crack addiction. It's really good. I mean, it's, it's South Park times ten. It's, it's no feels in it really because it's just mental. It's basically the Supermassive Raver stuff. It's everything that we wanted to do with Supermassive Raver done in a old man young boy relationship. I love it, and that's all I've been watching. I know you've been watching a lot of uh, your American TV shows. Yeah, man, totally. Well, absolutely. The the path to independence, um, that's what, what we should call this podcast now, because you, we've broken out, and the goal is now, fuck the system, earn enough money to make the film that we want to make. We reckon 100 grand to make a film that we want to make is, is achievable and realistic. And in the cryptocurrency universe, yeah, man, Ooh. totally. Uh, you have to start revising your expectations about what this industry and system can give you so anyway what I, i've been watching so much stuff man i i i've thoroughly enjoyed the ao which was the netflix crazy sci-fi thing which i think you'd love mm. um i watched uh legion which was bonkers but brilliant uh american gods i've been enjoying immensely fargo season three's begun not sure about it yet it's uh oh twin peaks is what i'm very excited oh, about twin peaks yeah man it's gonna be great um so yeah, so all sorts of different things, all sorts of cool shit. Uh, keep it posted here. And uh, and if you do have any questions for me, uh, you can contact me on Twitter at D-I-R Schmidt. That's Director Schmidt. Uh, so one is at I am Simon One. Um, but uh, I'll be too for... famous to reply because I'll be balls deep in Playboy bunnies. I know. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the real Simon One Twitter and, <laughs> and start posting pictures of my penis yeah, in, a, in a sock. Why not, mate? I mean, you know, I'm all good. As long as you put a little yellow filter on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wiener you. I'm gonna <laughs> wiener you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do Have it. you seen that documentary, the Anthony Weiner one? No. Do you Do you know who he is? No. Oh my god. So Anthony Weiner was a wiener. Uh, no, no, he was a, a Democratic uh, senator, congressman. I forget which. Uh, but he basically uh, got caught sexting young girls young people Sweet. Uh, and he's a he's a firebrand democratic you know speaker really popular people loved him and he ran he basically was disgraced and ran this whole campaign for election for new york mayor and invited cameras to, to document the whole process and then he got busted again for the same thing and his wife <laughs> was a special advisor to hillary clinton during her campaign and and basically the whole Wiener thing and the connection to whom Aberdeen, who is his wife, uh, blew up during the Clinton uh, run for president. And it, uh, it just, what a mess. But there's a whole documentary about it. I'll tell you what I did see, the documentary about Tickling. Oh, yeah, 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 no, that, yeah. Big shout out to the crew that made that. Um, it's a New Zealand team. Uh, oh, my God. Dylan Reeve is the name of the filmmaker. Uh, and we've been twitter friends for some time uh awesome documentary and it's it's one of those rabbit hole ones it's like uh it's like catfish it goes so dark and you just like <laughs> so you think quickly. you think you're watching a, a kind of light documentary about a tickling subculture on facebook and then it just goes to this incredible dark rabbit hole also if uh, i've already spoken to you about this offline but if you if you like that kind of weird and twisty rabbit hole the s-town podcast from the guys who made cereal, that is stunning. Really awesome, 
awesome piece of narrative. Just goes to show, like real crime, real stuff can be as compelling as dramatic fiction. Actually, talking about dramatic fiction, I know you're going to bag on this because you like American stuff, but there's two dramas in the UK that have come out recently that I urge you to watch. Little Boy Blue, about a young boy that was shot in Liverpool by gangsters by mistake. Uh, which has an amazing one-shot from a phone reaction to in the car to the scene. It's really good. And Three Girls, which is about the UK taxi pedo ring, I guess. Is they, were, they were grooming young teenage girls, and it's a three-parter. It's just really, really, really harsh and dirty and wrong. And I love it. And some of the performances, God damn it, are amazing from these teenage kids. Actually, speaking about teenage kids, I saw The Violators, which is a... What's his name? Bleasley? Max Bleasley? Max Beasley. Max Beasley, yeah. yeah. Um, with his, with his young him. girl, Olivia yeah. McQueen. God damn it. This, this story was amazing as well. There's just so... I mean, I'm, I'm quite into my dark UK things, though. It's sort of hopeless, bleak. Uh, and it's funny that you like your American gloss. It's weird. Well, I, I, I like the quality of the writing in American TV. And they, they're pumping so much money into it. Production mm-hmm. value's going through the roof. But they're also, um, they're also like, really funding some interesting stuff. Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch. I watched The Governor, which is kind of like a, I don't know, a B-strain UK gangster movie. The guy looks a bit like that, that what's his name, Lamb. I've never seen him before. Um, but it's kind of it's one of those, it's a nice sort of football hooligan redemption story. Yeah, check it out if you do. It's, it's really, really, really well shot. It's, it's really well written. and I, I don't think it deser- It got the recognition it, it deserves. It looks, it looks like it should be a B-movie, but it's actually really, really good. So watch that, The Governor. Yeah, I heard about the governor. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up then. Um, it's been a pleasure doing this podcast. It's been a pleasure being able to tell you that we succeeded, or at least one of us succeeded, and we'll keep you posted. It may not be regular, but uh, you know, I don't like regular. No, we'll do another podcast. Can we do this one called the Wife In, where we give us twelve hours to find me a wife? That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, uh, if you've got, you got the money, mate, you can get me a wife in 12 hours. There's, there's Russian websites that take cryptocurrency, I'm sure. Yes, uh, and it uh, remains to be saying it's... Uh, it's uh, <laughs> you know what, I've completely forgotten how to speak. It's because you're 40 now and you, you're like, you're just, it's all gone. It's all, yeah. it's all over. My brain's turning into jelly. Uh, we will see you soon and it, all that remains to be said is, Abigail, what's going on? It's a podcast with my daddy and with Simon. It's funny. My daddy's going to Hollywood. Oh, be careful. It's going to be some bad words. La, 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 la. <laughs>